0: Welcome to the Card Authority Podcast, where we talk all things trading cards, AFL, NBA and more. We cover it all. Check out cardauthority.com.au for more information, news and all our
1: episodes. And now, this week's episode with your hosts, AJ and AJ. Welcome to another Card Authority minicast. I'm AJ and I'm back here with AJ. Welcome to the show, mate. Yep, AJs,
0: both two AJs in the pilot seats here tonight. It is another unscheduled uh, recording just due to uh, such a huge, huge day in the hobby.
1: Well, I was going to just say, it's been a quiet day, hasn't it? Not much has gone on.
0: <laughs> Mate, I have uh, not uh, got off my device and my computer literally since probably 7.30 this morning. It has just been, uh, been incredible. I think I normally average screen time about 13 and a half hours on average a day. I'm sure today will be up to like 20 21 hours by the time we're finished this evening
1: well look just to give everyone a rundown of what happened today obviously if you were stuck under a rock you wouldn't have seen it but pretty much everything in everyone in the card community would know today was the pre-sale for dominance 2020 there was so much hype there was so much excitement we've obviously talked about it a lot over the last weeks through all our shows um, the big moment came at 10 30 everyone was ready everyone was excited And, well, fair to say there was some disappointment, there were some tears, there was also some excitement, um, but it was sold out in about 30 to 40 seconds. Um, The official release from Select was that it was sold out in six minutes. Um, I don't quite think that was the case. It seemed a lot quicker than that. Um, You know, AJ, what was your take on it and what's the feedback you sort of got from the process today? (laughs) Yeah so uh, I think as I've
0: talked about in the in the previous podcast and as has been my general sentiment for a, for a really long period of time but I've certainly made my thoughts pretty well known over the last 7 to 10 days everything was pointing towards the demand just being crazy for this and what we saw unfold this morning was exactly that um I'll be honest like people were throwing around things on social media last night joking around uh, is it going to crash or you know, I'm not oh, I'm worried I'm not even going to get in. I put something up that I was like, serious, like, hey, like, I'm not sure people are realizing what the demand is here. Um, you know, I know there was a thread up, people asking what they thought how long it was going to take. People were saying seven days, 48 hours. Someone went, said, you know, two hours by lunchtime, whatever it is. I, I sort of said that I thought anywhere between, you know, maybe 60 seconds and a maximum of 15 minutes. Um, to me, the demand was always going to be there. And what we saw unfold this morning was exactly that. And I'm not sure that people really expected it to, to happen so much. So uh, it was pretty crazy. And I agree with you. I think it was around the 42nd mark. Um, although there was interesting things going on as well, because I'm sure the way that the yield management system works is inventory gets updated as the different type of bundles are selling. So in order for the system to maximize itself, and it could be manual, it could be automated, but I'm sure for the system to be able to maximize how the sales get spread out, it's taking bits and pieces from everywhere. So more boxes, more box folder bundles at this second, more cases, whatever it may be. And I think a lot of people were also getting caught out by that maybe as well, where they thought it was sold out. But if they had just kept refreshing, maybe six seconds later it would have come back online for one or two seconds so uh it it was an interesting morning and it's been a really interesting day and the feedback has been been all over the place so yeah yeah
1: and and i think the thing is though one thing to remember and and i guess before we head down this path too far we need to celebrate and congratulate select and the community of what happened today like select has released a product that has been sold out whether it's 60 cents a seconds or six minutes or whatever it might be it's a fantastic sign for the community the hunger the thirst for cards but also well done for select for actually putting together a collation of cards the way they mapped out the previews they released the checklist about an hour before the the sale today and everyone was excited and thrilled you know We had numerous conversations this morning about how jam-packed the cases were and how good the cards were and all that sort of stuff. So I think everyone needs to pause for a second. And I know there's some disappointed people out there. I know some people didn't get exactly what they wanted. But let's celebrate how this community is diversifying and growing up and maturing that we've been able to sell out something so quickly. I think it really should be seen as a celebration. But, of course, I understand people are frustrated. People have saved up for this. People were excited. But, you know, just keep in mind how good this is for the community.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a a big reflection of where things are at uh, within trading cards. And, uh, again, I think something that we've already touched on in the previous episodes was, how our Australian domestic market is also part of this bigger global boom and global boom in demand and participation that's taking place. And I think probably since supremacy last year or even dominance last year to an extent, which it still took a few months to sell out last year, but it came off off, off the off the press really hot, you know, and it sold, you know, it was sold something like 50 or 60% in its first week last year. And then the rest trickled through, but that was already a lot from what had happened back in like 17 and 16 and whatnot. Um, I think last year, things started to kick off. Supremacy took it to a whole new level. And we've seen it with Prestige this year as well. And just, it it was all leading up to this. It was a big culmination of an indication where the hobby and the market's really at. Um, And again, as you said, you know, there's a lot of people disappointed out there, but they also need to keep in mind there's a few other factors going on here as well. This was a pre-sale the product is not on sale till Thursday. Select has publicly said that a lot of the product has gone throughout their distribution network to, uh, to the retail account holders, whether that's bricks and mortar physical or that's online sellers. The reality is there's a lot of account holders, I'm sure, who are not allowed to put that product on sale till Thursday. So as a result of that, people are going to have, in my opinion anyway, people are going to have plenty more opportunities to get boxes you know certainly getting cases now is probably near impossible unless you're picking them up somewhere on the secondary market but boxes wise and packets wise and everything i would like to think there's going to be a decent amount available come come thursday morning both at a physical retail level and an online level as well
1: absolutely and i think that's a really good point that the the collectors and i guess the lower or not the lower entry, but the more entry level collectors that just like to go and buy a few packets, they want to get an album, all those sorts of things. There is going to be plenty of opportunities. You know, big shout out to, you know, people like EJs who are still selling at the normal price. You know, there's a couple of other places that have got stock. All those places are going to have stock on Thursday. You're going to be able to buy them from your favorite hobby store. Okay. They might be a slight increase in price. But as anyone that's had anything to do with the NBA market will realize that this is exactly how that has moved forward. As the market matures, there's more money in it. There's more desire and hunger. Those prices are going to go up. So don't stress. Don't think because you missed out on a presale, which you described today, that you're not going to get any cards. There are going to be plenty of cards for people to get. Yes, cases perhaps are not going to be so readily available, but don't stress everybody. There is going to be cards. Um, you know, I guess the other thing that I just sort of wanted to touch on quickly is that there's been a, a lot of negativity today towards breakers, for example, saying that breakers have got a lot of the stock. That's why the price is being pushed up. You know, that's why they can't go and buy their cards of packets. The reality is, you know, AJ, you and I are both across a number of groups in Australia. Probably between us, we've got visibility on the majority of the groups a lot of these groups have not been able to get the stock so there's been this real concern that suddenly they're hoarding all this stock you're going to pay these phenomenal prices I think the reality is there's a lot of people that wanted to buy cases today whether it's for personal opening or for breaking that just were not able to get it
0: yeah absolutely and uh, that's very much the situation people uh, need need a way to express their disappointment and right now, there's no doubt there's been a huge influx of breakers, and it's something that AFL has not been used to, whereas NBA and other international products, it's been a big part of their scene for many years now. And uh, it's now become huge in, in AFL, and it, it's it's an easy way to basically scapegoat. But to, at the end of the day, some are great, some are not. Some price gouge, some don't. People will decide which are the good breakers and and which are are not, and they'll eventually migrate to, to a few. You know, the market will thin itself out in that sense. But as you said, something really interesting has happened today, whereby, from what I can tell, probably more than half the breakers have not been able to secure stock, or at least have publicly said they haven't secured stock. And it's resulted in everything from refunds and cancellations taking place through to advice that no breaks will be listed until further notice. Now, no doubt, these guys will all end up getting stock at some point, whether that's coming off the secondary market or whatever it may be. And yeah, it may be more expensive. And we'll see that reflected in the prices of breaks and the the spots. But again, I think it comes down to everyone. You know, you're being, you're effectively become a customer of a service and you decide whether you like that service or that product yep. that you're getting provided. And if you don't, you move on to one that you do. I think it's really good for a competitive marketplace. We, we need to see the competitive nature of all these break pages to ensure that the end consumer, which ultimately in this sense is the collector, is the person that's going to get the best result out of all of it. Um, and a, a, again, with the increase in participation in the hobby, Everything is happening across the board here. So a lot of the people who would be upset they couldn't buy boxes and cases and whatnot this morning are the same people who are also going in the breaks and you know winning cards and getting cards through breaks and trading and buying and selling. It's a very, It's a liquid market. It's very circular. Each individual is not just there for one thing. The same guys that are breaking a lot of the cards are also sitting on the trade and sales pages buying cards off other people or yep. trading cards with other people as well. So I think everyone just needs to keep in mind that it's all good to vent and say whatever everyone wants to say and certainly I can appreciate people are upset, you know. I, I was fortunate I got I got some stock today. I didn't get what I was trying to get, but I got something and I know that's better than a lot of you know than a lot yeah, of me other too. people got. Me
1: too. That's right. And I'm
0: con- I'm con- I'm content with that, but I also know other people that got really significant amounts. But I'm not going to berate them or or belittle them or make them feel bad for getting their stock. We all had an equal chance this morning to go on and get it. Whatever. Different people have different internet connections. I had NBN getting installed at 8am. It didn't work. I ended up purchasing off my mobile device using the 4G Optus network. You know, it's, we all had a chance to get it. It is what it is in that sense. And we now need to start looking at the real positive sides of, of what's, what the repercussions are of a product selling out in an unprecedented time period, which the marketplace has never, ever experienced ever before. And there are some really, some really big positives to it. Sure. There'll probably be some detrimental aspects as well, but some really great things are going to happen from this and some really interesting things as well. And the conversations are certainly underway at the moment, Um, you know, prices, all that sort of stuff.
1: And the thing is, this is all bigger picture stuff too. That I guess some people can forget a little bit, but people want to have cards that are worth value. For them to have value, there needs to be a demand. There needs to be demand and value for those people to bring those cards out to then possibly sell them. For those, you know, it's a big circle. If everyone is happy that their cards are worth face value of what they are in a packet, no worries. It'll be a really boring industry there'll be no value in it. Sure, you can go and collect the cards you want, but your cards are not going to be worth any value. For there to be a value, there needs to be demand, there needs to be stock opened, there needs to be all these things, which is all about the maturity of a market, which is a word I guess you'll hear us talk about a lot, not only today, but over future episodes. So again, look, please everyone, just Embrace the excitement. We know that it's what six, seven hours now after the the release, and there's still people that are a little bit flat about it. But just understand, almost twelve hours, well, almost twelve hours, yeah. But you know that people are a little bit flat about it. Just be excited. There's going to be some great new cards that everyone's going to be able to look at and touch in a couple of days. You know, everyone's going to be able to get involved in breaks or buy them from their hobby shop or do what they need to do to get their cards. Yeah, again, this should be a celebration.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. We're we're talking about a very, very loaded product here. Five huge case hits. You know, the announcement of the influentials as well as the retrospective high flyers are, are massive additions here. So the price that people are paying for sealed stock and sealed product boxes and whatnot on the secondary market is a reflection of what's what's also going to happen on the singles market as well, in my opinion. And uh, I think uh, it would be good quickly maybe just to touch on a couple of things that that uh, I certainly think, and I think you, you'll probably agree with me here, AJ, um, of what's going to happen over the coming days on the market and what people are expecting. Yep. Traditionally in the past, when products been bought very quickly and a lot in bulk, um, people then expect there to be waves of dumping, and we saw that with prestige. We saw these early dump-offs every sort of 24 hours. You'd see a big dump-off occur from a big seller or a couple of big sellers that would lead it. Then the bargain hunters would move in and buy up, and and people fill their sets, and it drove the price back, drives the price back up. I don't actually think we're going to see this this time. I think this is the first release. And we'll find out over the next few days and a couple of weeks. But I think this is the first release for AFL in Australia where this won't actually happen. And I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that we won't see the product open really quickly. Now the direct result of people not busting open all that product is that there is a thin level of supply to to drop onto the secondary market. So the, the big flood of eBay and Facebook sales Over the first 48 hours that we would normally see, I don't think will happen. I think we'll see the high price items come up and be available, but the price won't decrease following on from that. Those prices will maintain. The demand will maintain because I think it's going to take a really long period for the product to be open. Um, The difference really, I think, with Prestige was... That was also a really loaded product so people were looking for a really quick return on it as well it was a cheap product that that most people had access to it wasn't too expensive but it had contained a lot more value so people bought it they got it that first day they ripped it open they busted everything and they dumped dump dump because yep. they knew even at even at low prices you would get a really good return and that's why You know, the cards numbered to 60 from Prestige were always undervalued from the outset, the green parallels. And that's why we saw even after three, four days, they started to go up. After three, four weeks, they were double. Now you look at some of them going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. With this release, I think it's coming out high and it's going to maintain high and the demand outstrips what the level of supply is in the current in the current collector base and within the hobby. And as a result of that, we won't see that period where there's ten of a good card on eBay all at one time, or ten of a good card on Facebook. So, uh, and, and the reality is, if this if the price levels for this series maintain high, it means everything from retrospective, all the previous series, and equivalent subsets and things will also maintain their pricing or continue to move up in the market as well people need to remember the hobby is still growing on a daily basis yep. it's not like there's just a limited amount of people and this is what it's always going to be it doesn't work that way
1: yeah and i think that's a really good point and that should also give some reassurance and um a bit of security to people that have put some money into this whether it's because they've invested to build their own personal collection or they're actually doing it to try to make some money. It's a really positive sign that those prices are going to be relatively stable. And that's right, there's just not going to be the same dump off.
0: That's it. And look, I think there's another really big contributing factor to what we're going to see over the coming, uh, over the next couple of weeks, but even probably in the 48 hours following release is. People saved, they put away money, they allocated money for buying boxes, even buying cases. A lot of people were taking that step from boxes to cases and they didn't end up buying that stock. A lot of people had purchased into breaks and those breakers didn't get the stock and those have now been refunded. So what we have now is a situation where there are a lot of people, and I've had a few refunds of breaks come through myself. Um, and all of a sudden, my PayPal balance is looking a lot better than what it was this morning. Yep. So all of a sudden, I don't need top-ups to be able to, to go buy the singles I want for my set or my collection. And I think we're going to find a lot of people in that position where there is a whole bunch of uh, of excess money now floating around that was going to be spent on sealed stock and was spent on breaks that is now there for singles. And people, you know, we still want our cards as much as we want to protest everything and Say well, this is it. It's turning to shit, and you know, there's all these problems and stuff. I think it's, the we need to adapt. The marketplace is changing. Um, it changes for the better, and some things for the worse. But I think if we really embrace the right parts of 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 this change and what we're seeing in the adaptation of the hobby, then we can all all really see see benefits to that as well, and a bit more maybe understanding that okay things are moving up there's more people involved prices go up whether that's on the boxes or on singles whatever it is but we also can live in comfort that everything that we've then already got in our collection cost us a lot less than what it's worth now as well yep. and no, I'm not saying that from the perspective of trying to flip those cards over I'm talking about that from the reality of that as much as people us as collectors say well you know it's only about the card and that piece of cardboard itself well the reality is that's not the case we would prefer that our card is worth a hundred dollars than worth two dollars and it wouldn't be as exciting to chase it down and it wouldn't have the rarity and the notoriety or anything like that so as much as we're going to be paying more for cards what we already have is worth a lot more in most instances than what we would have paid ourselves
1: that's right. And look, you know, we'll, we'll probably explore more of this in depth on Thursday night when we actually start ripping some product open and going through it. But I guess, you know, the, the general sentiment that we're both trying to let everyone know today is just take a deep breath, see how the next couple of days unfold. I know there's some crazy shit going on on eBay and some other, you know, weird stuff. Don't, don't let that get to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, Um, I guess, you know, one interesting thing about the price and actually we'll talk about this now. I was going to save it for Thursday, but, um, no doubt you would have seen that cherry collectibles put out a bounty today that they were looking to buy any case off anybody for $4,000. So if you bought a case today, you paid $2,800, 50 bucks for shipping or whatever. And then if you, in theory, take that case down to cherry on Thursday, they're going to give you $4,000. What do you think about that as a strategy, not only for overall pricing of the product, but by Cherry itself? And look, Cherry are a fantastic operation. They're one of the biggest collectible stores in Australia. Um, You know, Grayson's obviously been around forever. Um, And, you know, it's pretty savvy to him. He obviously wants to get his hands on stock. But what do you think that does to the secondary market or the breaking market or, you know, and the perception to all that? How do you think that goes down?
0: Yeah. So, well, I I think what Cherry's done today with that $4,000 bounty is a statement. It's a statement to the market from a company that knows what they're doing and have derived a huge amount of success from knowing exactly what they're doing and being able to read the market. The statement they're making is that the product that got released today is loaded with a huge amount of value of single cards. And as a result, they're saying that it is worth more than $4,000 a case. The case that people pay $2,800 for, based on what's inside of that case and how it can be broken down, whether that's in breaks or as singles to to turn over, whatever it may be, that there's more than $4,000 there. And again, people can look at this two ways. Some people are gonna look at it and go, well, all right, we're in trouble now, because if we wanna buy a case, it's gonna cost us four grand on the secondary market. Or if we want to buy boxes, it's going to cost us the equivalent of that. But the mindset should also be then, well, okay, if people are prepared to pay that sort of money, isn't it an indicator that there's still value in there to be extracted out of it? That if, you you know, a lot of people take that road of, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't need to get the sealed stock because I'll just go buy the single cards and it's going to be cheaper for me to get the single cards. Again, with this series in the current climate, I just don't think that's the situation anymore. I don't think we can compare right now what, the, what the, the dominance card in dominance 2019's market value is versus what a dominance card from 2020 is going to be in terms of market value. It's, it's just, it's, it's a different place. I'm really interested to see myself. I could be completely wrong about it, but I think Cherry's position here is they have probably done a lot of analysis and looked very closely at the market and determined that it was massively undervalued at a primary sale level.
1: I think that's uh pretty much all spot on and again this shouldn't be something that scares people um I think it's again I I concur with what you're saying it's a really positive sign that one of the best in the business is valuing this stock at that price so yeah really good for collectors really good for people that are putting their hands on stock anyway we'll go through more of this on Thursday night let's spend a couple of minutes just to uh you know, embrace a little bit of what Dominance 2020 is about. I've started putting together a little bit of a spreadsheet, looking, um, obviously, of how the teams have, or how the players have been allocated on teams. Um, I guess I can probably talk Richmond, first of all, as obviously that's the passionate one for me. You know, I mentioned last week that I was very excited about the Dusty Dominance card. But, you know, I've got a couple of other cards now that I'm really keen to get. A Tom Lynch Influential and a Tom Lynch Players, Inc., so, you know, we've seen lots of Tom Lynch cards floating around in the past in Gold Coast colours. Um, for me, that is really exciting as a Richmond supporter as I thought it would be a little bit thin on Richmond cards with no Captain Sick. Have there been any teams or, or players that you've sort of noticed that, um, you know, excite you?
0: Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. One, I did uh, pick up on the checklist early this morning, but I- I've just been... In, in the thick of it, the whole day, afternoon, evening. So I haven't had a chance to properly, uh, properly digest it all. Um, I'm across the St Kilda stuff. I was going into this thinking it was going to be super thin based on the early previews. You know, no premiership commemorative cards, unfortunately. I was concerned about player representation. I was concerned that data for player selection would be based on 2019. And that wasn't representative of some of my uh, my favourite players and our PC players. Um, but it's worked out the other way for me and I've got a serious, serious chase going on now. You know, So for me, big highlights on the Saints side is uh, the Jack Steel dominance card, absolute monster. Jack Billings, another PC player of mine, has got the influential. Um, Jade Gresham, another one of our PC players, has got the players' ink card. Um, Trevor Barker with the high flyer. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a ripping set for me. Now, from what I can tell from the feedback I've seen and I've just glanced at, most people seem to be really excited about their team representation. There's something for everyone. For, yeah, except Port Adelaide collectors. I've noticed that right. Port Adelaide collectors yep. uh, are not too happy with one the amount of cards available, but two the player selection and representation. So yeah, it is, I'm a, sure that's, it is that's, a little, little bit thin. Yeah, a
1: little
0: bit. Yeah. Thin. Aside from that, though, I haven't really heard any any anyone say anything. It seems to be. Because they've got such, you know, those huge cards between the dominance, the captaincy and the influential card, they've been able to at least make at least one or two of them superstars um, yep. from each team. And then the high flyers to have a retrospective superstar as well is uh, is awesome. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to bust. I, I just want to break open product. I'm really happy I was able to get it. I would have been in big trouble from young Dylan because I promised him we were going to get it and... I've been promised him, promising him through his isolation lockdown homeschooling that if he does the right thing and keep, keeps it going, we're going to be opening lots and lots and it's going to be okay. And yeah, he's got the packet count worked out.
1: Well, a, a couple of little interesting ones for me. And again, we're going to go through this more and hopefully we're going to have some stock in our hands Thursday night. And I guess we'll probably do a video show so we can show you some cards, hopefully, if we've got them. Um, one. Well, there's two interesting ones. First of all, The Western Bulldogs are stacked. Like, that is one of the best teams ever. Bond, Captain Sig, Jackson McRae, influential, Chris Grant, high flyer. That's a ripping set. Um, Interesting one is Melbourne. What are your views on the double Max Gorn? I thought that was a very Ah. strange choice.
0: So you're gonna to have to fill me in here. What have what have they done there with Max Gorn? I'm not actually so they've it. got. I've got, um, I've got the sheet in front of me, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So they've got a Max Gorn captain sig and also a Max Gorn influential. Influential. Sure.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. Here's the thing: like horses for courses, I suppose. Do Melbourne collectors rate Max Gorn? And if so. They would be really happy with that. Is he one of the high-value players for that club and for previous series? I'm not 100 percent sure because I'm not totally across Melbourne sort of stuff. But from uh, my inkling is that they do like Max Gorn. So I think you know, from a collector's from a collector's standpoint, you know, it, it, for me, for example, if if I, I would choose to have Jack Steele as the dominance the captain signature hopefully next year when he's captain and uh and the influential as well would be like an ideal situation for me do you know what i mean so yeah it it goes both ways What i do understand the other side of it is where people want to see a better spread of players but that's like saying okay well why is dusty got a dominance and he had a showstopper but the reality is dusty is the dominant player and to me it wouldn't
1: have it wouldn't have been out of place for there to be a dusty influential as well to be honest Yeah, with you. yeah of course. I, I just thought it was interesting that, and I guess a, probably another thing that people may not be aware about, and I think we touched on this in, in a previous show, they actually make the decisions on these card sets end of last season. Like it's not as though it was done a couple of weeks ago, because if this card set was built two weeks ago, it would be jammed full of Petrarca. Petrarca would be the the hot player, you know what I mean, for yeah. Melbourne. And I'm sure next season there is going to be plenty of Petrarca cards. Um, but yeah. I thought that was interesting. And look, Russell Robinson for Melbourne as well as the high flyer, that's going to be a ripping card. But Yeah, absolutely. My- but, but 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 the one card today that has been buzzing my group chats, and I am telling you, people are telling me how much they want this card and they're not even supporters of that team the Wayne Carey High Flyer. Of, yeah, and I think that's reflective of what's happened in Supremacy with It's going Wayne to be Carey, huge. So. It's going to be a huge card. That will be the absolute, well, to use a poker term, that will be the absolute nuts for the High Flyers. Like, I don't think it's yeah. going to get much better than that. Yeah, I think that Wayne
0: Carey High Fly is going to be a ripper. I think we've seen his finals folklore cards just become folklore, basically. Really. Yep. Um. So that's reflect reflective of that, and uh, yeah, I don't need to be reminded about Christian Petraka as well. Stitched us up, uh, the Sainers, only a couple of days ago. So that was uh, not great for us. But, yeah, we don't uh, need to talk yeah, about again. That's right. I think it's a it's a ripping set. There's some huge cards in here. Every team's got value to it. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. What can I tell you? I'm excited. I'm excited for to begin the chase. I'm just, I'm excited to buy cards, to trade cards, to uh, everything in between. There's some breaks coming up. I've unfortunately, like everyone else, I've had to cop some refunds and stuff today on breaks and K shares. It's uh, we're all in the same boat. Everyone's in the same boat as a collective, a collective of collectors. We are in that same boat together, and we're just going to continue to ride out this market together and see
1: see what it brings. You know. Well, look, I guess we'll we'll probably put a pin in it now for today. We'll be back in a couple of days, hopefully with some stock in front of us. Uh, Once again, congratulations to Select for doing a great release. Well done to everyone that did manage to get some stock. Don't stress if you haven't. You'll be able to pick some up over the next couple of days. But um, this is a really exciting time. Just like you, I can't wait to get my hands on some packets and open a couple of boxes on Thursday night. And hopefully we've got tons of cars to show you and talk to you about on Thursday night. Absolutely. Just remember everyone, Tuesday
0: is a a brand new day. The official release is not till Thursday. Uh, As AJ said, I'd really like to think that people are going to have more opportunities to to get their hands on product, especially with what Select came out and said today. So uh, yeah, breathe easy tonight, guys. Sleep easy, everyone. And um, I'm sure we'll catch you over the next couple of days. And we'll be bringing you the next full length episode on uh, Thursday once we've uh, opened some product.
1: Well, once again, thanks for joining the Card Authority minicast. Obviously, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and check out cardauthority.com.au. You'll see all our previous episodes. And if you need to get in touch with us about our regular segments, AJ's mailbag, unicorn hunting, you name it, if you want to reach out and we'll bring it up on the show, we'll certainly be more than welcome to do that. So, AJ, thanks once again, and we'll see you later in the week. See you, guys.